Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. I'm Emily. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stephen. <laughs> Um, and this is Barbie of Swan Lake. So she's been in the Nutcracker. She's been as Rapunzel. And now she's of Swan Lake, which I think is very dramatic. Like, I like that a lot. It is very it's very different, isn't it? Um, mm. Because you would have thought it would have been in Swan Lake. Because yeah. Swan Lake is a, you know, is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a noun for a and very it's a, famous it, it's ballet. A... It's a ballet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whereas it's not really a place that you could be of, like Anne no. of Green Gables. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's what that's what that's the only time I ever think of of yeah. in, in that in that kind of way. Um, but of course, within the context of the film, it kind of sort of works. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> no, it does because she 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 does. She's not of Swan Lake. She's not born and raised oh, of true. Swan Lake. But but she she's becomes... an immigrant. Ooh, oh, oh, we're going there, are we? It's a tale of immigration. <laughs> it, it is, and building walls and and, and, and ghettoization of culture. No, it, 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 it is weird, but also it kind of opens itself up because if it was Barbie in Swan Lake, I think some of the time, maybe I've criticised some of the previous That's... ones, like Rapunzel, for not being very accurate to Rapunzel. <laughs> yes. And by doing this, we're saying... It was Barbie as Rapunzel. Like we we got it. It was like I am being Rapunzel, and you're like makes oh, sense. Wasn't and it, it was... just Barbie Rapunzel? Did oh, it not not it? have either? I think we found different. It was referenced in different ways on the cover than it was in the title on IMDb. Oh God! I yeah, can't see, remember. I've got Barbie as Rapunzel as the Wikipedia. Yeah. Thing. But I think it just says but, Barbie oh, yeah. Rapunzel on the cover. It just says Barbie Rapunzel on the cover. So, so interesting. Mm. And you'd have thought this would be um, Barbie in Swan Lake, but then that indicates that she might be drowning, um, and we should help but, her. And and, <laughs> so, and yeah, very Ophelia style. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That was so Barbie the, the suicide edition. Yeah, no, got not good. Very dramatic, but it. She is a prisoner of swan lake I- immigrant was the wrong word she's a prisoner of swan lake um not she kind a, or, of, or a guest not she is kind of a prisoner inhabitant. of swan lake though isn't she she does become one in this in this movie mm-hmm. anyway the point is <laughs> my point was is that there is a very famous ballet swan lake the most famous ballet dare i dare i suggest uh, yeah it's pretty famous i'd say i'd, I'd, say, I'd say it was so. the I'd, if if you were doing Family Fortunes and someone was like, name a ballet, I reckon they'd go Swan Lake, The Bing! Nutcracker. 65, yeah. 65, yeah. 65 Swan Lake, 25 The Nutcracker, and then Then you might have the weirdos. Red Shoes. Yeah. Or... Yeah, but uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say, I'd yeah. say, and if anyone has been to a ballet, it's almost certainly Swan Lake. If anybody has even been to their children's recital. Yeah. It will be to... Which I used to have in a music box. It was like a jewellery box and you opened it up and a little ballet dancer went around and it went... Do you know what? 
that we had one of them at home. I assume it belonged to my mother or my sister. But exactly oh. that. A little little jewellery box and you open it up and the little ballerina on a spring would go round and round yeah. and play and play Tchaikovsky to us. Um yeah. that's a that's a strong memory. eBay one nice. of them in a minute. But um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's such, but it's just it's just trying to differentiate the fact that this is not going to be Swan Lake quite as you know it. Although ironically, compared to how Rapunzel went, <laughs> it's it's quite close to the story. It's pretty good, and like what a joy because the story of Swan Lake I know mainly from the cartoon that came out in the 90s that it was like a musical or one of those rip-off Disney's um, called The Swan Princess which sadly had um, none of the original Tchaikovsky music but a lot of incredible original songs and a lot of people listening will probably know what I'm talking about because it's quite it's underdoggy alongside sort of Anastasia and The Last Mm. Unicorn in those sort of off-brand Disney princesses of the 90s Um, and it's problematic Uh, we've covered it on why this film but it's it's good it's funny and it's nice and it's great and i always i i came into barbie of swan lake sort of a bit like i really hope i don't constantly compare it to the swan princess and really lovingly that's the word now i um lovingly okay because it's really good in its own right. It's a really good adaptation of the original ballet, which uh, you can know through Black Swan, uh, if you've never seen the ballet. <laughs> um, it's it's discussed in Black Swan, because that's sort of what that movie's about. And it's um, it's such a strong story. Like, the climax of Swan Lake is, is so good. However you want to end it, however which way you want to go, whatever your audience target is, it's such a strong story um and i really liked how this one didn't because it's barbie um it there was no sort of sexualization there was no sort of like really undertones of um you know adult themes in a way that obviously is explored in black swan and sort of is explored in the swan princess because the dynamics are a bit different between the villain and the heroine um so I really liked what they did here as an adaptation of the story. I thought it was pretty solid. It gets, I mean, it get. I think if you remember the Nutcracker I called the Inception of Barbie movies. This <laughs> yeah. one I'm calling the Dave and Cronenberg body horror of Barbie movies. <laughs> and not not just because of, of uh, the people turning into animals, but there are those strange little woodland children animal thingies that they maybe we'll talk like, about later. Yeah, bit, we'll, we'll get creepy. to them. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of notes about them. But um, of course, it is one of the early Barbie movies, so we have our structure of Barbie is just the best person you've ever met and she's very kind and loving and of course this time they're at camp and you joked off mic before we started recording of Barbie and the Haunted Mansion and this which is not a movie that exists I'm sorry to get your hopes up everyone um this movie opens with Barbie in a creepy forest walking towards a cabin with a lamp and I was like is this Barbie in the Haunted Mansion? Because, like, how are we going to ramp into Swan Lake? Because with the Nutcracker, we were in a ballet lesson. We don't want to repeat that. So instead, we're at camp. And the house isn't haunted. It's empty because Shelley is sat outside crying because she can't sleep. So 
I've never heard of this star constellation before, but Barbie points out a star constellation that's a signet, which is a baby swan, and she tells the story of Swan Lake um, to to help Shelley get to sleep in the scary cabin that creaks and is uncomfortable. I don't quite know how Camp and Swan Lake were sort of pushed to get... Maybe they have a bowl of starting points for the structure of Barbie movies, and it pulled out Camp, and they were like, brilliant, Shelley's at Camp and we'll just tell the story of Swan Lake while she's at camp. Um, you know, in the previous one, it's like, there are, like at least the previous ones have had something to do with the main story somehow, but this one felt very disconnected. Um, I don't know. Did you feel that? Well, I will say Cygnus is one of the main constellations. So it's the Northern Cross. So Okay. So, but, but you know, this isn't an astronomy like, what are you show, talking right? about, Barbie? <laughs> I thought that was a funny old thing to say. But yeah, it's, it's, and then I had to, while you were saying that, I was just double checking, thinking, like, am I wrong? Is this one that you Classic. can only see in Australia or something like that? But yeah, no, so the Northern the northern Cross is, uh, is, right. is one. But, but it's probably not, it's not like Orion's Belt or something like this that. This is the thing. People... I was like, I've heard of a lot of star constellations, but I've yeah. not heard of that one. But then you are talking to the person that didn't realise that Barbie was going to be the sugar plum princess, though. All along. <laughs> That's so, true. You come, you come with, a beaut- with a beautiful song. naivety, which is why we love you, Emily. All right, <laughs> don't don't ever change. Yeah, um, naive, beautiful naivety is a much nicer way of saying fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 but I'd never call somebody fucking stupid because. because but yeah, so it's a classic mean. setup of what's wrong this time, Shelley. There is, there is that. So this is the last one of Owen Hart Hurley's films, isn't it? Mm, yes. Um, so, so, the trilogy. So they yeah, the, the great the great starting trilogy, which <laughs> which move do aside three colours. Yeah, which do have. <laughs> God. Oh dear, which which do have that similar framing device, and obviously Kelly Shelley, because I'm still not happy about the name change. Yeah, um, which seems moaning so about moaning about something stupid that's not yeah. worth moaning about. And you told me off last episode because it was worth moaning about, but this time. <laughs> I'm not really sure because it's some athletic competition or something, isn't it? It's yeah, like... it's not even anything to do with a lake. It's not like she has to swim the lake or anything. Yeah, it, it, and it, it's it, about finding courage because these this trilogy of Barbie movies are about finding something within you. And this one's about finding courage. Um, so it's finding courage to complete the athletics competition or whatever. I, I, ju- I just wanted more lake you know, mm. or, or, or something. Even if you'd done, even if you'd been doing a, a ballet competition, would have made more. Swan Lake, the ultimate fucking ballet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, well, and they must well, have been kicking themselves because they'd already they used wasted it for it. Nutcracker. Yeah, they've wasted it before. But yes, <laughs> yeah. it would have. It would have liked to make some sense, or maybe if there was a swan or something hanging around that was scaring yeah. her or something. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. It's 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 not the strongest framing mechanism mm. until of course it plays out at the end where yes. it does you know because swan lake traditionally is not a story about courage no it's a, it's a story it's about a tragedy it's yeah it's a story about uh, love and pain and jealousy Grief. and horrible horrible human emo- not that love's a horrible human emotion but you know, you know what i mean it's, mm. it's about the dark side of humanity which is why mm. aronofsky you know took it on to black swan and and mm. spun a story about mental breakdown and, and turned it into a horror movie but it is mm. it is horrible Pe- you know it's body horror people turning into swans 
Mm. It's, it's horrible. If you, if you um, had a live action Swan Lake, you wouldn't want it. You don't no. want that. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't at all. So, but Kelly Shelley is is, is being particularly whingy today, and Barbie yeah. Blesser being the good older sister. Oh, she is a sister, isn't she? I think so. Although, even though she seems to be in these like leadership roles, taking mm. classes when her only student is her sister. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and you've got to worry. You've got to worry. Was Kelly Shelley a mistake on Barbie's parents? You know, she seems to be a, a huge, huge distance. Gap. Very big age gap. So I. I you're right. I wonder if it, they don't really play this up, do they? That that's the mm. kind of thing that happens in the toys. Here, it's like she's in a, like you say, in a leadership role. She's some kind of young student teacher or something like that, mm-hmm. or she's a camp counselor in this case. But um, yeah, I, I, I do wish Barbie in the haunted house. I'd love, I'd, I'd love it. a Halloween Barbie. I want it so much. Like, do a crossover with Scooby Doo just to <gasps> ease your fan base. That's just what was on. My, get out of my head, woman. Perfect. Barbie as Daphne. Barbie as Daphne. That's what we should have. God, I want to. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Kelly Shelley as Daphne, and and Ken as Fred, and then Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Yes. Yeah, we want. uh, Yeah, come on, Mattel. Are you listening? Mattel, listen. Think Think of the toys. A mystery I, machine I in the Barbie them. toys. I'd bloody buy them. I've, Every I'd... monster, and you could do it where you can buy them as a monster, or you can buy it as the Barbie with the sort of like, like scary Nutcracker head to put over his head. But you do that with all the like monster costumes. Do it. I want a Barbie of Daphne anyway because she was like my hero growing up. Um, I've 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 got it even better. I've just remembered a toy my my I'm pretty certain my sister had is that the there is the Barbie camper van. Yes. We must be able to paint this up as a mystery machine. If I had yes. any kind of if I had any kind of crafting skills, that's what I would do. Well, it saves money for Mattel. They've already got the the mold. So you you don't have to make a new mold. You can reuse it, make the camper van just paint it differently as a mystery machine you'll have all of the different um, molds for the barbie dolls as well because they can be quite generic mm. and then it's just the the costumes get it done we are so there you're welcome <laughs> Mattel. you're welcome you're welcome anyway sorry we're not getting very far into swan lake are we? <laughs> <laughs> so shelly's shelly's a lot more she's sort of gotten used to this format now where she's like i think she's starting to do it on purpose to be honest she's like she, she's acting mm, up isn't she i can't <sighs> sleep can you tell me a story because she knows because the the very beginning of the story she starts getting in on it and luckily it's not something that lasts because mm. as as barbie's narration never lasts we get to go into the story and then come back out but as barbie's leaning into the story with the narration shelly's like make it chocolate chip that's my favorite she like she's trying to amend the story to make it more relevant to her by changing the like cookie flavor at the beginning um, and it's like, sit down, Shelley. You're here because you can't sleep. Either listen to the story or go to bed, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, Odette is a baker, which is something that is completely irrelevant and not at all um, uh, that I'm aware of. It's not do canon. The... I, don't think it's, I don't think it's canon of um, no, no. Of, of, of that story, of, of the Swan Lake story. Um, no. Has no real impact on you know, if she bakes it's... some cake to get her out of the um 
to go out of the curse later on. That might have made more sense. Yeah, and they sort of bring it back, uh, which we'll talk about, but they, that, but not really. And another thing with this movie that was a bit of a shame is that to establish the Odette, which is what who Barbie is playing, which is canon, um, to establish that Odette is not courageous and likes the simple life of staying indoors and cooking cookies... Um, she has a, a really cool designed sister called like Mary or something. And she's really like badass and fun. And she's like goes on really hardcore horse rides. And um, I know this because she turns up on the back of a horse that is like untamable and wild. And she's controlling it. And she's like, come with me for a ride, Odette. And Odette is like no and then she's like okay i'm going to go by myself then and that's really the extent of mary's character it, and it's a, such a shame because it, she never appears again does she <laughs> she never appears again not even at the wedding um she Although appears bizarrely, very briefly same voice actress as the as the um fairy queen yeah it... so i wonder <coughs> if that's meant to be a thing you know how mr darling is captain hook mm. but it's not a thing <laughs> like, no that's me reaching not. that's not that's just oh we invented a character sometimes i wonder that films as a whole aren't made up on the fly and animated yeah. films certainly aren't right mm-hmm. because you know you, you there's this disconnect between the voice acting and the uh and, and, and the animation. So things really have to be quite well planned. Yeah. Why why bring her up? Other than, I suppose, to show that she's a bit of a pussy. Yeah, it's, it's literally just to show that Odette has this character trait. And it's, it's such a shame that they give you such a fun-looking character to then immediately take them away. Much like Aunt Dosselfmeyer or whatever her name was, who gave Barbie the Nutcracker in Barbie and the Nutcracker. She seemed really cool. She at least got mm. more screen time and then was the owl, and that made sense. This is just Maria's like, Barbie's not courageous. Bye! <laughs> and I feel that could have been shown by like a nameless peasant boy in the village or we we could have had a moment we could have had a we could have had an action moment an action action beat where yeah where barbie failed to to do something somebody ended up stubbing their toe because she was a bit of a wuss but there's none of that it's just there's there's this other character there's a whole fleshed out character that that we're not even going to bother with and it's such a shame because whenever a brunette turns up in a barbie movie i'm like woo, let's go (laughs) and then they always take them away again and i'm like (laughs) oh i felt represented (laughs) i can't possibly be barbie (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of disappointment in the next 30 odd episodes for you (laughs) um god yeah and you know yeah um so I'd have liked for the sister to have somehow been part of the narrative a bit more Ooh. because Barbie having a sister anyway um, is really cool. Like sisterhood, friendship, female friendship, um, always really important in these movies. Um, and we're sort of denied it. Uh, and instead she's replaced with like this mentor fairy queen. And yeah, um, we do have... I mean, we'll get to her. So Barbie, sorry, Odette, 
there's a unicorn in this movie. <laughs> Don't ask yeah, me why. Yeah, again. Well, okay. <laughs> we both know why. Because yeah, it's a yes. toy to sell, right? Yeah. But, and and I, I was doing some reading up. There's lots of blogs out there which, which have done a similar thing to this. And, and, mm. and the unicorn is a sticking point to a lot of people. Not because it's not an adorable... I quite like... I, I quite it's like fun. The, um, it's it's a Leela. Fun is that her name? Yeah. Is that the unicorn? Yeah, Leela. I like Leela. There's only two problems I have with her. One is she doesn't look anything like she does on the cover. <laughs> she looks more like a My Little Pony in the film, but on the cover mm. she looks like a, a proper horse. And the other thing is that a lot of young kids really enjoyed this film. And then mm-hmm. got really excited about going to see Swan Lake. And they were incredibly disappointed when there was no unicorn in it. Uh... Lila was their favourite character. And I've seen <laughs> yeah. this on a few blog... My, my internet search history is a lot different these days. But <laughs> yeah, I was, look, I was looking up sort of people's sort of blog reviews. Because I'm kind of more interested in that than the official... You know, obviously, obviously the Daily Telegraph can be quite down on Barbie and Swan Lake by, by mm-hmm. definition. But but to hear you know other people that are kind of trying the same similar sort of journey we're on, it was very interesting to see that that Lila is 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 much loved by the audience, but mm-hmm. not even well so uncanon as not to be true. But of course, <laughs> it's to sell another toy, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm all right with that. I'm Absolutely. all right. I, I'm all right with that. That that's that's the nature of the beast. And you know, just like in Rapunzel, we had the little dragon, yeah. um, which again was a toy. This is okay. This is a thing for these stories. I mean, in the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. I suppose we had the Nutcracker himself. Yeah, yeah. Freaking yes. some freaky looking thing to put <laughs> on the side. Um, it, it's it's all part of these movies, yeah. And and I'm all right because. It's for kids. It's not for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we're, not, we're not the prime audience. I'm all right. And it also gives another voice. And it's also, obviously, Lila is also kind of brave herself. And she's kind of inspiring to Barbie. But she's not yeah. really. She's, but she is, well, she is a motivator to Barbie. So I kind of like that. She's a kind of spunky little pink horsey thing. And yeah. I, lo- I, I like that. These side characters of mythological creatures, A, are always voiced by women, so mm. we are getting female friendship, um, which is really cool. B, they're always like pink and purple and glittery, which is awesome. And C, they're always really good characters, and they mm. fall into that sort of... Um, yeah, like the, the dragon was very cowardly and... Um, shy and so the unicorn's like the 180 of that where she's very brave and brash Um, but both of them are characters they're fully fleshed out characters they have motivations and they have a reason to be friends with the Barbie character they look great again it's just someone really taking the time to just think about it for more than two seconds and I'm so grateful for it and and they they don't have they're not because they're not human, they don't have to get involved in the whole love affair. They're not a yeah. rival. They're a they're a part of they're Barbie's a best gang. That yeah, they're equals. They're a best friend. But we don't have to go into all the any jealousies or anything like that. Yeah. they're just magical creatures that sit to the side and they can sell a few toys 
and mm-hmm. and and they appeal to young children. Definitely, and if they're a horse type, they can pull a fucking carriage. So that's a hunt, another like ninety nine pound ninety nine yeah, toy <laughs> you can sell. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I really liked Lila. Um, I thought she was a great character. Um, her voice actor did a really good job. Uh, and yeah, I really, I really like her. So she gets caught in the village, and so she's brought back to this enchanted forest area, which is so beautifully designed. Um, a lot of the set pieces in this movie, I found really cool, and I would have loved for them to have been play sets and I don't think they were I don't think Barbie gives you play sets because the Barbies themselves are so big Mm. to be able to play with for young girls you don't get a play set so much you'll get a car you might get a dream house but you're not likely to have a very specific treetop villain lair you only have the one size Barbie doll don't you 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 this isn't some you know, like with Star Wars toys, you know, the playset, or, or even Harry Potter, anything like that, you can have multiple sized dolls, and you can have yeah. the playset, or you can have the Lego playset, or something like mm. that. Mm-hmm. But we do, we don't have that here, and it's a shame because. Do you remember in when we talked about the Nutcracker? Actually, the backgrounds were actually didn't seem to be animated; they seemed to be painted backgrounds. And I found, you know, in Rapunzel. It was weird, never-ending hedge mazes, you know, very plain backgrounds. This is really beautifully realised. Yeah. The CGI is still a little bit... Squiffy. Squiffy. But as a whole, this is by far the best-looking Barbie movie that we've seen so far. Yeah, I would love some original concept arts of these Mm. background designs up in my bathroom. Like the library door surrounded by mushrooms, the treehouse where the villain lives, the enchanted lake by the forest. Like, they're all beautiful. I'd love them. Like, yeah. I'd love the concept art sketches for them. But it's like, it's like finally they've got all the bits working together. We'll talk about it mm. more later, but even the, even the ballet aspects are better integrated yeah. here. Um, the music is better integrated here. Yes, the, the, yeah. the, but it, it's the visuals. This is so far the best looking of the CGI Barbies. It looks like we're two, three years later. It looks like yeah. they've learned. They look like they've had a few upgrades. Um, and I, and I don't think it's going to stop at the visual either. I would argue that it's the best storytelling and it's the best characters and mm. the best costumes. Um, by 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 a long way. You know, and quite often by the time you get to a third movie, you're usually going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, but, but they're up in their game. They're they, like they are. It's like as I say, it's like whoever's behind this, and I'm sorry that we can't constantly refer to crew because I don't Google it in time. But they're they're putting really good amount of effort in, and I'd you know like well done to Owen and his trilogy of solid movies that are getting better and better each time. Um. So we get to the Swan Lake. We get to the Enchanted Forest and there's a whole subplot with a crystal that's just within the Barbie universe um, about how it's going to protect her from the villain's magic. And it's um, to do. It's tied in with the lore of the forest, which I thought was really cool. So we've got this queen, fairy queen character who should be in charge of the forest, but is... Is she, like, trapped in the 
outer zone or something. She's like a bit shimmery and can't really get involved in things. Except um, when the plot, well, as long as it depends what the plot demands. But yeah, yeah she's been <laughs> she's been somewhat stymied by another character, her brother. I think it's her brother. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, they're either brothers or cousins because mm. this is the thing they've given us this backstory about how the forest used to be run by a king, and as he laid down to rest, he chose his daughter. Um, out of his two children to continue running the forest and the brother was so annoyed with this that he ran off returned 10 years later with his daughter and uh, reclaimed the forest using dark magic and he turned all the people that lived there into like woodland creatures and he he lives in these treetops with his daughter and he hopes to finally get the, the power of the crystal to completely rule over the forest, enchanted forest, which is really good because in the Swamp Princess, Rothbart purposefully kidnaps Odette to convince her to marry him so he can become king. And that's great when you're seven and it's 1998. Um, it's, a little, it's a little more problematic these days, it isn't it? It sucks when you're 29 <laughs> and you're trying to enjoy... <laughs> kidnapping women on the hope to get married to them i'm gonna i'm just gonna put it out there never gone well yeah not (laughs) ideal um Um, and it's just like you know to watch as an adult you're like about it so it was really nice that that didn't become an aspect and of course rothbart who is the brother which is the canon name has brought odial which again is the canon name his daughter so we've got a father-daughter dynamic on top so it's a lot more arguably family friendly whereas in the swan princess they cut the character of odial odile um and give it to this sort of like peasant hag that is like lefooing around rothbart which um and odile Odile is the black swan, right? Yes, she's the black swan. Yeah. Um, So, I I don't want to rush into this. (laughs) So, Mm. we haven't met... Maybe... Do we wait till we get to Rothbard? Because we've had some great casting in the film so far. We've had Tim Curry, the Rat King. We've had Angelica Houston as um, Gothel. And now, Mm -hmm. we get Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey fucking Grammer. At this time was a huge fucking star um obviously from from cheers from my my time and then um friends that still not friends sorry sorry cut that because we're going to go back to that in a minute <laughs> yeah. we're going yeah. to we're going we're going to go to 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 frasier which was you know was part of every friday night for me during mm-hmm. the late 90s you know, um, he's a huge star. Angelica Houston yeah. was a huge star in the past. Tim Curry is a cult favourite. Kelsey yeah. Grammer is. I mean, he's also contained previously with this. He's um, one of the characters in Toy Story Two. He's the old prospector. Yeah. So this is a voice which is ubiquitous Big. at this time, and and to hear him here is is amazing. What is he it's doing a joy. here? In the, he in the plays third it Barbie movie. so well. And also, Rothbart's physical character doesn't look anything like him. So they no. don't even do that. Because sometimes there's a bit of cheating that goes on, isn't it? Where they make um, mm-hmm. characters look like the voice actor. But mm-hmm. no, and he's, he's, he's glorious because he's horrible. 
because mm-hmm. Frasier was a bit horrible. Frasier was this horrible, sort of selfish, stuck-up, pompous prick. <laughs> That that you kind of liked. <laughs> yeah. It's an understated performance. You know, he doesn't mm. shout and scream. He's very contained and, like, evil. And it's really enjoyable to watch. And then a little bit of the comedy comes in with his father-daughter relationship with Odile, who is voiced okay. by Maggie Wheeler. Now, 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 Maggie Wheeler, everyone will know, because I, I jumped a bit earlier, didn't I? But she was um, Chandler's original girlfriend in Friends. Um, Janice, is that her name? Janice. Oh, my God. Chandler Bing, that whole thing, which is a voice <laughs> people of a certain age will be terrified of. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's a bit of a low-rent Fran Dreschler, who probably is a... Reference beyond you, Emily. But I don't know a, what you're talking about. There was a show about. called The Nan. There was a show called The Nanny, a comedy show called The oh, Nanny, okay. which was at the very beginning of that golden age of um, American sitcoms, of which Friends and Frasier and Cheers and and Seinfeld are all part of. Fran Deschler had the same accent as Maggie Wheeler, and it's Marmite. <laughs> And, nice. and to be fair, Maggie Wheeler puts it on a bit because uh, she was in an episode of Seinfeld, as, and, and and it's there, but it's not half as screeching. Grating. But she, but she doesn't hold back here. Oh, and no. I, 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 I posit to you, this is potentially as as lovely as Maggie Wheeler is, and as recognisable as her voice is. This voice does not fit in this film. Disagree with me, if you may. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. I know where you're coming from. I think it's quite iconic to have this. The choice is to have made Odile, Odile, whatever the fuck her name is, um, is to make her this sort of spoilt, materialistic, bratty child who is a pampered princess, basically, and is just waiting for Daddy to rule the Enchanted Forest so she can live her Regina George dreams in the treetops. Um, Which is odd when it's based in an enchanted forest and she's very obsessed with, like, jewels and jewellery and, like, physical things. And then, you know, it's it's, it's to combat Barbie's nature-loving, baking, good, wholesome vibe um, to make her like this. But... And I quite like the voice choice. I quite like yeah. that they've gone with this, like... Because, again, like, Barbie is very easy to listen to. She could be the voice of the talking clock or, you know, run a podcast to send people off to sleep at night time. Like, she's got a very, like, calm, nice voice. So then it's to like, bring her like counterpart velvet. in... Yes, yes. To be, like, like screechy and annoying and brash. I get it. It feels very contemporary mm. for what is like a medieval set fantasy piece. It's like when Ed Sheeran turned up in Game of Thrones and everyone yeah. was like... To, to, hear a voice, to hear a voice from Queens or Brooklyn, wherever she's from, <laughs> yeah. it's, it just, just takes me out of it. On the other hand, this is a Frasier Friends crossover. 
anybody who watched TV in the 90s, who watched American sitcoms in the 90s, this is what we dreamed of. We dreamed yeah. of one of these characters turning. We dreamed of Frasier popping into Central Perk. <laughs> and yeah. this is as close as we're going to get. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Maggie Wheeler. I think she's fantastic and vivacious. And actually, in some ways, I love how she talks because she doesn't talk like the people that you see on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it is, I found it a little bit grating here. And mm-hmm. just put yourself in the shoes of a parent who's bought their young daughters <laughs> this DVD and it's being played over and over again. And you get a lot of. <laughs> and it's like oh jesus please no but it's, it's a recognizable and voice and she's i was just car. uh i was just gonna put myself in the place of a seven-year-old child whose dad has bought them this dvd and they have a voice to mimic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh <laughs> that's cool <laughs> speaking of voices to mimic the woodland creatures, as we first meet them, are secretly children that live in the woods. Let's not question it. Um, they're not pixies. They're not fairies. They're not gnomes. They're just children no, that live in the woods. But they're not, are they? As it turns out later, this is fucking weird. I don't... I, they're, they're weird. As it turns out, they're animals that have been turned into human children wearing costumes that match their animal characteristics but at the moment they're weird little human creatures in fancy dress (laughs) that have this is the weirdest thing right maggie wheeler i'm sorry about having to go at your voice because this this is the weird thing There's, there's one of them's a porcupine and they've got russian names like so they've ivan yeah, and, and, and there's a little bit of weird child flirting going on between two of oh them. Oh my god, so weird. And, and it's like, why are these guys here? And and when you find out later on, they are actually animals. So whereas, whereas some characters in this film are people who turn into animals, <laughs> that's the curse. <laughs> these are animals that have been turned into people as their curse. <laughs> it's like, what were you thinking? And they're creepy. I don't know if they made dolls of these. But they Yeah, they would have done. Yeah, that's that's just weird. the porcupine one particularly bothers me. Because, because what a strange theory, animal to meant... choose. <laughs> yeah. Cuz in the previous ones we've very clearly had Tommy who is Ken's brother playing a child character within the narrative Ooh. and Shelley or Kelly who's Barbie's younger sister playing a character within the narrative. Whereas here, we have what's possibly in a first draft was Tommy and Kelly, and then became Ivan and Bjork, and they Jim Henson like stopped by production and was like, you know what I do when I make weird characters? I give them vaguely European sounding accents, and then walked off again because much like in Labyrinth, where the goblins all sound a bit weird. These children are like, oh, hello, Odette. I teach you how to dance. Yes, I go to dancing. Oh, Ivan, 
and you cannot do that. And, All right, and, Bjork. And you're like, misa, misa. And I get it. You know, Tchaikovsky was Russian. It's obviously set in <laughs> Russia. I get that. But why then have Maggie Wheeler with her fucking yeah, Brooklyn accent like... and and Kelsey Grammer with his sort of like, like ultimate... British American. Yeah, like a Boston accent and, and Barbie with her velvety voice. She's not going to ask you to like say it Californian again. Californian because... accent. Yeah, it's like, a, oh, I don't know. We're not playing because because uh, you're going to get me with your porcupine quills. <laughs> yeah, Ivan, you're too spiky. I cannot dance with you. Oh, Bjork, I'm not mean to be spiky. And you're and, just like... And I've got to be honest what? with you, I was, I was kind of all right with it when I thought they were humans that were sort of trapped, you know, or elves or something like that. But at the that end, But at the end, you find out that they're... Because they get turned back into animals again. Still talking animals, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but why would you turn them into toddlers? <laughs> it's just so, gonna... like who's gonna look after them? Where are they gonna live? Like well, Rothbert, I would have words with you because your plan sucketh. <laughs> <laughs> like they they clearly know. It's like it, it's like in Beauty and the Beast, where Chip, in theory, makes friends with the teacups that mm. aren't people that are still enchanted during the enchantment period to the point where Mrs. Potts even refers to them as your brothers and sisters, that, which he doesn't have. So it's like, go hang out with your enchanted friends, the other teacups. But when they all get turned back into humans, the other teacups just remain teacups now and they're no longer enchanted. So he's lost a big part of his childhood where most of his friends have become inanimate objects again. Similarly, Bjork is clearly good friends with all the skunks in the forest and... Are they her family? Have you ripped the... <laughs> is this consensual? Have you... Are these chill... What? Why? What? Why? <laughs> Good friends of all the skunks. This, this, this episode is giving us to say words and put them together in orders that we'd never <laughs> thought we would before. Yeah, re- really weird. H- however, at the same time does build up this kind of gang that barbie this new family that barbie's become part of very very quickly um although although at this point at this point you know she's thinking this is fucking weird i'm walking away (laughs) (laughs) this and that's not really i wouldn't say that 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 talks to barbie's lack of courage i'm thinking Mm. about yeah i'd do that as well talking purple unicorn one thing freaky they're like um I've seen toys like this in the past that people collect. These these weird yeah. animal baby hybrid toys, which I think yep. were probably a thing then. So before the Beanie Baby, there would be, and they'd be expensive, and they'd be collected by spinster women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they yes, and, I know exactly. And what they mean. would, and you'd probably send off for them from the yeah, like back coo- page cl- of the clips. Sunday magazines. Yeah. Yep. And and you'd get you get three a year, and they'd cost fifty pound yeah. ninety five each, plus seven ninety nine postage and packing, and, <laughs> and you'd have yeah, it, it's it's talking to a certain thing which I'm not demographic, I don't, yeah, but also a certain kind of collectible which I don't even know if agrees exists anymore. But I think you either find them incredibly charming, or <laughs> utterly uncanny valley, and you're like terrifying. Oh, and I'm I'm in the latter category here, and, and and then I thought about it too much, and especially at the end when they become animals again, it's like, 
Yeah. That was, the, um, that's not what I saw coming at all. The the children in the Barbie movies, even within this nice, good trilogy, um, which should be in the Library of Congress, <laughs> are quite creepy. Like, well, it, just... consist, consistently, whether they're the fairies in the Nutcracker or, like, young princes in Rapunzel... They're they're bad. It's like they've gotten Barbie and Ken down, and I'll talk about them later in terms of their animation. But the animation for the children, it's like someone didn't care about their job or they found it difficult to convert what's already quite a frightening plastic figure into an animated figure. They just haven't quite got the children. You know how some people can't draw hands? Like, they just can't quite draw the children. I'll do one for the comic book fans. It's like Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. The creator, the creator of Deadpool can't famously oh. draw feet and everyone always brings this up. And even he now mentions it when he's interviewed about anything that he can't draw feet. But yes, I, I get it. And the scale's sort of wrong. And they're, they're too mm. small yet too big. And their faces and weirdly, aren't quite right. And yeah, weirdly not proportioned. but oh, they look no. like they're wearing makeup. Yeah, it's like... Um, not, it's not quite as bad as pageantry. But yeah. it, in that kind of space, they just don't look. They they work very hard for Barbie to look both somewhat human-like, but also clearly still a doll. Yeah. The the, the there was the the Kelly Shelley, Tommy, tiny and friends and and friends <laughs> always look certainly in these films look a little bit creepy, and yeah. um, and maybe that's us as adults have a bigger problem with this. Mm. Uh, and it's it's uncanny valley it's exactly what it is it's yeah. just, they just look a bit wrong to us whereas I'm pretty Definitely. certain if I was seven and, and, and had a baby Ivan I'd think it's the best toy ever yeah, I wouldn't mind about it. And and to be honest, I, I'll get down there in my notes, but um, they're, they're fun. They've got personality and they're more engaged with the story than we've previously seen the child characters be. So, again, everything in this movie is like taking a big step forward in I the mean, right direction. They're a little Greek chorus, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and, and, and they are. You're absolutely right, because in some of the other films that we've watched, they don't really... The, the, the weird thing in Rapunzel where they just turn up to put one of them in danger mm-hmm. and in oh I can't remember oh the whole those creepy fucking fairies in, yeah they're just horrible fairies in, 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 the, in, in the first in the nutcracker <laughs> like they where, don't even speak <laughs> whereas these these are there they don't really do an awful lot but they do provide some kind of Greek chorus to us to I think they are Ivan and Bjork for 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 wrong or for right they're they're memorable and that's that's a a good thing I'm pretty sure she's called Bjork (laughs) that would be fantastic (laughs) I'm trying to find it because it's not not on the IMDb no but I know well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I'm pretty sure she's called Bjork Bjork now Or Bjorka is something like that. I, I don't care. It's it's it, it, it's head cannon, and and it doesn't matter. And as long as it exists in our heads, Emily, oh, that's all no. that needs to matter. Oh, so on Wikipedia, it says that their names are Ivan and Carlita. So Ivan must have been saying something else, and I thought he called her Bjork. <laughs> and I wrote it down like that seems legit. <laughs> 
Well, it doesn't oh, that's her name. <laughs> but clearly he was saying something why else. Did, her why name's did Bjork Carlita. leave the sugar cubes? Because she was captured by, by, by the enchanted forest. She's like Spanish because when they respond to something, Ivan says, duh, and she says, see. So, like, and I think they're meant to represent the different styles of dancing. Flamenco, again, for whatever and Cossack reason. dancing. And, and their, their costumes sort of reflect that as well, with her blacks and reds and his mm. sort of browns and boots. But it says here that they're elves who were turned into a skunk and a porcupine. So they are elves that were turned into animals and then resumed back to their elf Form. No, that's not that's not what happens at the end. <laughs> at the end, they become animals. Oh no! I'm, but, but then again, you're having the moment. As Bjork. There could be two versions of this film out there, where, where things end very differently. Oh dear um, me! But yeah, in terms of casting, like Disney could never like it's just brilliant. So we're introduced to Rothbart and Odile in the most terrifying nightmare inducing way possible because i love it they turn into like birds every time they descend on the group of heroes and leave again they do it in bird form and that's why they live in the treetops because they turn into birds now saying that they turn into birds is being very liberal because i don't actually know what creature it is that they're turning into but it's going into my nightmares this evening it's horrific they are so scary and there is so many shots of them transforming from this creature into a human it's very disturbing so they're like it's like an eagle isn't he or a rock or something like that yeah but you're right it's what i said at the beginning it's cronenbergian body horror where they 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 and they seem quite happy about it. You know, this is yeah. their superpower. They can turn into birds. And the birds fly down and then they morph into these quite angular human characters that still mm. retain some kind of avian properties as well. Um, as opposed to his sister or cousin, the... the, the what is she again? I can't remember what she is. Is she the witch? No. The fairy queen who seems above it all. Yeah, the, like, uh, sister woman yeah. in charge of the forest. But she doesn't seem to be avian. She doesn't seem to... So it's almost as if you turn to a bird too much. You know, like, people start looking like they're dogs. Yeah. You start looking like the bird that you turn into, whereas the fairy queen, yeah. I'm having none of that shit. I'm looking like this. I look, look like a beautiful Barbie with blonde, it, with brunette it, hair. It looks good on me. I'm not changing yeah. it for anything. And if that means that... um. Rothbart takes over the forest. I'm living with it. But so yeah. <laughs> but it's Fine. okay. Because it gets worse for Rothbart later. But let's get there. <laughs> yeah. So um, he he turns up and he wants the gem. He, he wants the ruby slippers. And he can't have them because she's protected by it now. Because she's like the chosen one or whatever. I'm not really sure of the law. But I'm down with it. It's fine. And he turns her into a swan. And... Then the fairy queen <laughs> catches up with her and she's like, oh no, quick, wear this crown with the crystal in it so he can't hurt you anymore. And it's like, where were you? You're omnipotent and can fly. And he's already turned me into a swan. Like, how much worse is it going to get? And to be fair, it does get quite worse. Like, it's good how high the stakes are in this movie. 
Mm. They, we really are playing with death as the ultimate end goal because but, but, he comes back and genuinely tries to destroy her to prove that the crystal does protect her. But the the fairy queen is troublesome because her power waxes and wanes as the plot requires it. Yeah. Either she's got no power mm-hmm. or she has the ability to, for 12 hours a day, counteract this. Yeah. Which is something yeah. which isn't really played upon at all in the rest of the film. Yeah. yeah there's, there's no point where she's going, oh my God, it's five minutes to midnight. I'm going to turn back into a swan again or or whatever happens. She's kind of chill with it. Yeah, and it's kind of cool, isn't it? You know, it's fun there's, and like worse, it's, I find worse it really birds to be funny. turned into. Like I didn't notice it watching it, but you're absolutely right. Like she's able to soften the curse, a la Sleeping Beauty, and give her twelve hours as a human, and then she so she spends like nighttime as a human and daytime as a swan. Um, but then later on, when someone gets kidnapped, her wand literally is like. And she's like, oh, no, after she'd been able to, like, conjure up a new gown for her, a new gown for Odette, some musical instruments. It's like when Michelle Pfeiffer in Stardust makes the entire hotel and nothing happens. And then she turns Mr. Weasley into a goat and her arm nearly falls off. It's like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) we forgot. (laughs) Yeah, her, her powers wane as the plot demands. Yeah. Bless her. Um, but it's cool. It's really cool. And then Ivan has this line where they, they all agree to help her because she's going to try and help the forest because she denied her call to adventure. Then she got caught, turned into a swan. So she's here now and she's going to try and help them save the forest from Rothbart and all the animals are going to help. And Ivan expresses this by saying, we're going to help you from the hearts of our bottoms. And then Bjork is like, Ivan, it's from the bottom of our hearts. And he's like, oh, yes, sorry. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that if I was seven, that would have been the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard in my entire life, and I would have quoted it forever. But it is, um, quite, it is quite funny. Spoonerisms very are, are hilarious anytime. <laughs> Spoonerisms with accents yeah. are, are maybe a little more Which problematic, but, but still. And I'm disappointed you didn't do a Spanish accent for... Carlita. Yeah, sorry, because to but, me and, she's still... <laughs> still... Still still Icelandic Bjork. Lots of, lots of pretty little flowers <laughs> in the bottom <laughs> of your heart, yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so good. It's like it's up there with like Muppet Treasure Island was one for us where there was just a, a random scene of the mice skiing and they were like, I'm getting tired! He said go faster! It would have been up there like me and my sister just yelled that at each other. For, for for like 20 years and it would have been the same with this line I think mm. it really would have resonated with us as as lovers of comedy um, it's a very good line so well done Ivan um, yes bringing Odile into it and taking the sex out of it but then of course the sex is replaced by love and just as I was being really praising towards this movie it then started to be much more because Swan Lake is it's unavoidable really about love and we're not in frozen territory yet Marie was never going to be the true love that broke Odette's curse which you know it was right Mm. there for the taking but it's not 2013 yet it's only 2003 we've got 10 more years till sisterly love um but yeah so (laughs) 
Ken Ken is the nearby prince, which I really love about these Barbie movies. So often it's um the princess is the prize to be won and she's the you know, she can have a character and a personality, but she's the end goal. She's the rich princess who is the love interest who you're trying to do everything to get. Whereas here it's always Ken is the rich boyfriend who Barbie has to solve all the problems in order to get him as a prize. He's the prize. And I really like mm. it. He's called Daniel here. And he's but not, very not cool. Not Siegfried for some reason. No. They, they keep all the other names. They change him yeah. to Daniel. <laughs> to Daniel. Because you meet um, a lot of Adets and Rothberts and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Carlitas around the place. But you don't meet any Siegfrieds. But In fact, yeah, Siegfried's weird. Siegfried's too far. Yeah. And, um, and he has one one personality characteristic does does Prince Daniel yes he's good at but archery. it's a nice one it's a nice characteristic it could be worse it's that he likes her and and that's good it's good he's 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 fine I don't have a problem with him because it's nice having the man as the sort of 2D character and letting the woman go off on the adventure that's what's really good about these Barbie movies yeah um Especially these uh, big, like early ones who were taking these really fun stories with female characters at the centre and doing good stuff and putting more female characters into the stories as they're doing it. And it's really good. But Daniel's, Daniel is a hunter and he stumbles upon the Enchanted Forest and Rothbart's pumped because he thinks Daniel's going to shoot Odette down out of the sky and finally kill her so he can have the crystal. And as he does, Daniel gets distracted because he's never seen a swan that's so, like, Hot. That's that swan. Hot, hot, hot avian fetish. <laughs> like, look at that. Look at the feathers like, on that. What a prize! And he goes to shoot at it. And it's been established earlier in the movie that he's a very good huntsman. But he stops trying to shoot his arrow at Odette because he's just like astounded with what a beautiful creature it is. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. Have you also um, won- do you also wonder why there's this enchanted forest, right? That's right next to this town. And only two people have spotted it ever. And they're both yeah. in the last ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like Beast's Castle. Everyone just pretends it's not there. They're like, yeah. We don't want to deal with that, so we're gonna pretend we can't see it. Indeed. Um which I get, you know, I would be like an enchanted forest. Yeah, nah, I'll, no, thanks. I'll take the other path. But she turns back into a human um, because it must be time, even though I don't think it was night into day. She just turns back into a human because the plot needs her to, so Daniel can see her as a human. But his facial reaction when she turns in from a swan, she glides into the water, walks onto the bank, and turns into a human in a flash of glittery magic. And his face is like, huh. <laughs> and then he walks towards her like, hey, what's your name? And you're like, D- are you used to that? Is that, you know, in a world where unicorns run rampage in the streets, maybe that's nothing new to him. But I would have been a bit more oh, like, oh, this is this is the bird wow. woman fantasy that he never <laughs> thought would come to. And he doesn't want to get overexcited in case it's not real. But yeah. you know, quite clearly, he's been waiting on this a long time to mix his two favourite things, birds and women, to, together <laughs> and wait, wait till he gets a, you know, in a minute, he's going to get married to the other one. This is, this, is, this is like this is every man's fantasy in Prince Daniel's world. 
And it's 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 funny because he's got his subplot as well, which you also see in the Swan Princess, where it's like you've got to get married. And again, it's it's nice to see that on a man to have that plot where it's like you must choose a wife ASAP because I said so. And he's like, I don't wanna. I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. And then he doesn't. He finds Odette and he settles quite quickly, much to the delight of his mother. Um, but, um, I mean, this is this is classic fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> sort of trope, isn't it? The prince has to get married and he doesn't want to get married to the princess next from the castle from the from the kingdom next door. He wants to go yeah, off and have adventures he wants to marry and then the peasant. Twenty woman. minutes after leaving home he finds the love of his life. <laughs> yeah. Boom. It's easy, easy lives they all have. But the animation between Daniel and Odette when they're talking, their facial reactions and the way that they're animated, I found to be so good. I thought it was really well done, the sort of subtle reactions that they were having to each other and the conversations they were having were really candid. Odette kept putting her foot down and she was like, look, I have a crystal that literally protects me from this man's magic. You don't. He's too powerful. Listen to me. Like, you need to go. And he's enamoured with her and he's a bit annoying, but he, he does listen to her. Um... And I just thought that their dynamic was really good and her as a character was, again, typically really strong, which is what we're used to seeing in these Barbie movies, which is so good. And the animation of their faces were just so detailed um, that it was really noticeable. Yeah. And they, you know, and, and, yeah, it's all a bit quick, but they spend the night together talking and they fall in love. That's, yeah. that's kind of what happens, you know. That's mm. kind of... That's how people do tend to yeah. fall for each other. There's an element of realism about this in in mm. amongst everything. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fucking troll. You've skipped over that. Oh yeah, poor <laughs> troll. But but you know, this mo- in this moment, it's a very human, a very adult story. That's not you know relationship that's built here. So you might mm. argue it all happens a bit quickly. But I'll actually also challenge you and say. You know, in in my life, certainly the the people that I have embarked on longer term relationships has all been down to one night, one meeting, one conversation that went yeah. on and on, or something like that. You know what I mean? So it feels it feels almost realistic, apart from the whole swan, creepy children, <laughs> pink unicorn, enchanted forest, enchanted forest thing, Cronenberg birds. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's this there's this there's this core thing. I, I believe in this. Mm. I believe in that more than I believe in people bumping into each other and running away and going, oh, wasn't she amazing? She's the woman I've got to marry. Yeah. They literally spend 12 hours together it. talking. Yeah. Yeah. When they, they take the time to build the relationship. That's why Beauty and the Beast is good. That's why the Princess and the Frog is good. Mm. We get to see them interact with each other as opposed to, you know, and they tried to do it with things as far back as Snow White by, you know, Disney was like, we've got to put the prince in at the beginning, otherwise it doesn't make sense. And it's, it, you know, it's still not good enough. But they thought about it and they tried. So at least they've seen each other before. So she's mm. not like, hey, a complete stranger, my favourite, let's go. Um, but, you know, it could be better. Um, but yeah, sorry, do you want to talk about the troll? Well, I mean, we talk about things that aren't canon in Swan Lake. <laughs> So the unicorn, <laughs> I understand the unicorn's there for a bit of consistency with the other film, or certainly with the previous film, where obviously um, the dragon went down a storm. But we have a we have a troll called Erasmus. Again, <laughs> a name that's coming from a completely different culture, but let's, let, let, let's not worry about that. 
who runs a library with all the plot-breaking secrets in it. That yep. is initially played up as a crotchety old man, or crotchety old troll, shall we say, who turns out to be lovely and delightful and really helpful after very little pushing at all. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but, yeah, weird, because Swan Lake didn't have the... I'm pretty certain I've never seen the troll dance from Swan Lake. No, I'm not familiar with the troll dance from and, Tchaikovsky's and, Swan Lake. And and actually, you know, there would have been plenty of other ways of showing how to break the curse without having mm. a magic library, which happens to have the very details how to break this one curse that he's put on them. It doesn't really stand up. However, he's a kind of interesting I, character. Yeah, I, um, I don't mind it too much in that sense. Um, I... I also really like how I thought this was going to be because they build it up. They're like, this is going to be a really scary quest, Odette. You know how your whole thing is that you're not brave. Well, we're going to go find this troll and he's going to be really scary. And we're going to have to fight him for a book. And I genuinely thought they were going to do that. I was going to, I thought it was going to be like the ogre in Quest for Camelot, or, you know, yeah. like a, a monster that they had to face down, steal something from and then go on yeah. with their lives. And that's how she defeats her bravery. But actually it's a kindly old troll who is a bit of an idiot, wants them to stick around for a cup of tea, and is then part of the plot going forward, which was actually it, it really is, nice. It is. So, so you, get, you get a little bit of the quest, but then it's completely flipped on you. Because they're kids' film, hmm. it can't be too scary, right? Although, yeah. again, I would, I would say kids actually <laughs> do like scary films. Um, yeah, you need a bit of watership down in your childhood. You, otherwise, you like... Where the wild things are, or something like that. Yeah. Like, like, kids like that shit. Something traumatic and frightening. But it is, it is quite, you're quite right. It flips your expectation. Um, it doesn't really have much to the Barbie as a wuss storyline but it's kind of nice mm. it's just I, I always i always struggle with these and i know this is a kid's film right i know i shouldn't take it too seriously but mm-hmm. any fantasy film which has the fix to the curse is in a book in a library somewhere <laughs> yeah. really winds me up because <laughs> i would i mean tim curry's rat king had the right idea where basically you just silence anybody who might know the secret and no what mm-hmm. no one was able to go and cancel out his magic thing until someone more powerful came along in this case Rothbard could have fixed this a lot earlier <laughs> but i guess he's just used to people fighting back i don't know I don't mind it because I think that someone like Rothbart isn't thinking for himself. He's leafing through magic books like the Charmed Ones and being like, oh, well, I'll use this one. You know, I'm not I'm not a singer songwriter. I'm I do covers like I'm I'm not coming oh, like up with that. my own magic. I'm like reading that, yeah. it from a book, you know, so, so what of you're course saying you is can then go to a... the book. He hasn't, he hasn't paid his dues, therefore he's an unworthy ruler of the enchanted forest. Not even that. He's just his form of magic is learnt and mm. academic, and therefore it can be academically undone. Um, rather than being, you know, he's not an all-powerful magician that was just inherently born with magic spells that he then starts making up as a young child. He read about it in a book, put it on someone, so then that person could read the same book and be like, well, this is how you want to do it. Like, the Charmed Ones were never original mm. in their magic. They got fucking everything they ever did from one book. Um, although although his sister is a fairy queen. 
His yeah. sister is a fairy queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, yes. I'm, um. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna run with your reading of it, but just say. Yeah. He was, but maybe well, like maybe like Catholicism, fairiness <laughs> only runs down the female line. Yeah. Well, and he's exactly. been misdone because it's a religion rather than a rather than a genetic thing. Possibly, and then that's why the king was like. No offence, but obviously I'm going to give the one with magic powers the ability to run the forest, Rothbart. Like, nothing against you, but you just do not have what it takes to run the forest. Um, She's a fucking fairy queen. Like, I'm sorry, but she was just born a fairy queen and therefore she has to run the forest. And he's like, I'm going to go read a book and have a child of unknown means. Yeah, that, that's, a, that, that, that's, a, that's a bit of, that we're going to skip over, but he <laughs> has had a child. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, and I'm assuming she's not a magical creation or a Horcrux or something like that. That she's genuinely, I think she's a witch or something in and of herself. It's, it's, yeah, it says in the uh, uh, wiki that she's a she's a witch, which mm. I didn't get necessarily. I took her as to be sort of like you know, in the last unicorn, the Christopher Lee King talks about how the Jeff Bridges son is a child that he stole because he was trying to fulfil his ah, life and be happy. Yes. And he stole a child from the doorstep of a peasant in the village and raised him as his own child. Um that's how I saw Rothbart. Rothbart was probably like, I want a kid. There's one. It's mine oh, now. And that wouldn't it have been amazing if Adar had been Barbie's twin sister who had been stolen yeah. in a... Yes, and that could have been such a thing that they could have done. They really, they just weren't thinking about sisterhood as a theme or a plot. Mm. And they had so many chances in this movie to push it in any which way. And they didn't take any of them. And it's such a shame. It's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> Again, Mattel, uh... we're here. We're happy <laughs> to rewrite this. I think the time yeah. is right. 20 years later... <laughs> This we could sell you millions of these things. We could Literally. we could modernise this for you and give you a much stronger story. Hell yeah! Get the same voice cast back. Oh, oh Kelsey Grammer, absolutely. Maggie Wheeler, I want them all. Kelly Sheridan, I won't take yeah. the new Barbie. Yeah, no, well, let's go for it. Let's redo it. In fact, we should kickstart the project and just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not call it Barbie. Call it something else. Like yeah. Shel- Shelby and <laughs> Shelby of Swan Shel- Lake. Shelby was the off-brand Furby. That's been taken, I'm afraid. You know, you had Furbies. Yeah. They did like an a, like a shell, like a Furby in a cocoon, and yeah. called it Shelby. So kind of Shelby that was, taken. That was a stretch, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just gonna Google that because I think that's true. You're probably oh God, right. Maybe I made it up. It's just coming up with cars. Shelby Furby. Yes, I'm right. It's like a little clam. It's like a Furby that's been squashed. It's right. called a Shelby. Good times. <laughs> 2000s were weird. Um, but yeah, so she's invited to the ball, obviously, because it's Swan Lake and everything goes down at the ball. It's a bit rushed how they explain how the fact that uh daniel confessing his true love to her is what's going to break the spell it doesn't fit into the tone of what's been quite a friend based you know thoughtful little narrative and now all of a sudden it's like everything is about true love life and death is true love um but it's fine i'll accept it because it's swan lake and she gets a dress for the ball because obviously she does because we're going to the ball and she gets a new dress. 
And it's gorgeous. Spectacular. It's so nice. It is like bravo you know to the designer. Do? do you know what you should do? You should make a make that dress and sell it with the doll. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but like for adults. Like I don't want to be squeezing oh, bet, into bet, an age six to seven. I, bet, I want to uh, go as Barbie as Odette to a fancy, to Halloween. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you right now. Mm-hmm. As we will be out of lockdown by October. I demand <laughs> for this podcast that you go to a Halloween party as, <laughs> as Odette Barbie style. There you go. Adult costume. It must exist. I can't be. I mean, cosplayers do it. Like, there's probably wonderful pictures on Instagram. If you're listening and you're like a Barbie cosplayer or you know of people that cosplay as Barbie and someone's made this dress and gone somewhere with it or just done a photo shoot with it, send us your pictures because it's gorgeous. I want to see more talented people than me having crafted it and wearing it. Um, yeah, I want to see it. I want it. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it is, it, it's. And it's well realised in the in the drawing and the animation as well. Mm, you know, yeah. We haven't talked a lot about Barbie's outfits. I know that's one of the things that you'd like to have talked about in these films, but yeah. that's probably one of the first ones that's really quite spectacular. It's yeah, like the the sugar plum princess dress was lovely. I really liked her Rapunzel dress because what they always do is make them glittery, which mm. is perfect to be on a doll. And the way they animate the glitter is majestic. And it makes me so happy inside. <laughs> I'm I'm mildly impressed. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're all ramping up to this ballroom scene, which plays out as you would expect it to. Daniel's a bit dim, um, because Odette turns up with a man, and it's Rothbart who's like sort of changed his appearance to look like someone else but i'd be like hi sorry who are you because when i last met adette there were no men around except the one man that i'm trying to like kill um is that you why who are but he doesn't because he's so enamored he just takes odette who is of course odile in disguise as odette and the way they do it is so good so what usually happens in the ballet is that the the prima ballerina playing odette will also play odile and come on and do the dance of the black swan, um, but uh, and and in the Swan Princess, they had the little hag be transformed into Odette with like an evil dress, uh, which was obviously super hot because evil dresses always are, <laughs> and um, she's she's transformed as Odette throughout the whole scene. She only turns back when it's too late. This is so good. And I wonder if it came from a place of they didn't want to confuse the audience or frighten the audience. He casts the spell over Odile and the audience can still see her as Odile. And only every now and then does she flash into looking like Odette to remind us that that's what the prince is seeing. And I just thought it was a really clever, nice way that gave Odile her screen time, which she deserved. And kept the plot going forward. I just thought it was really cute. And it's quite, yeah, it's just quite a nice device to show that anyway. I remember, mm. I remember again who the audience are. You know, seven, eight, nine, mm. ten-year-old children. And this is this is quite a complex 
Um, I remember the tension spans and things like that. So this is quite a mm. complex concept to put across. That, that, yeah. That, that would work in a live action adult film. Yeah. If you were trying yeah. to yeah, say that would. this person's actually somebody else. Um, so it, it's a shame we've rushed to this point. Not we, not you and I, but the film kind of rushes this point, doesn't it? Yeah. It spent so long setting up everything else. This should be the this should be the highlight of the movie in terms of its animation and its effects and its drama mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And it's almost it's almost like, oh, quick, we better run to this bit. And luckily, the, the craft around it kind of saves this segment, which I think is mm. not given enough time to breathe. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to have seen, I'd like to have seen a big dance. This would have been a perfect time to do a bit of ballet. Yeah. Yeah, and they do a tiny bit of ballet, yeah. but not in the same rotoscoped way that we've previously seen in the forest. Um, we had some really lovely rotoscope ballet sequence that was a little bit boring, and that's coming from someone who insists that everyone should put more dance in their movies. Uh, but because it had nothing to do with the plot, and we did just sort of stop the plot to do some dancing, um, I was a bit like, mm. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make my smoothie here, but um. You're right. In The Swan Princess, this moment is so memorable and dramatic. It opens with this huge number done by the, like, LeFou character. And it's all about these different print. It's a banger of a song and it's a great introduction. And as we're finishing this song, there's a storm starting outside and there's a knock on the door. And, like, Evil Odette turns up. And everyone's like, who is she? Because they all thought she died. And they're all like shooketh and it's mysterious. And he's so pumped. And the music's like, because the swan Odette has like broken free and trying to make her way to the palace on time. And everything's getting in her way. And it's so dramatic. And we see it from her point of view, rapping on the windows while he's making this big speech. It's so dramatic and exactly what I lived for when I was a child and this one feels quite rushed and that's a bit of a shame because it's such a good moment of tension within a story it's such a good bit of storytelling it's so good Mm, yeah no it I, I have to agree with you in spades there it's um it's when you look at this and you realize the movie's nearly over yeah and you think, oh, hello. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's one of the times in these movies that you kind of wish it wasn't quite such a kids' movie, and therefore, you know, one mm. one of the beautiful things about these films is none of them are going to overstay their welcome. Yeah, they're all going to be over within eighty minutes, seventy five minutes, the, or less. Yeah, an hour and twenty one minutes. Most of these movies has been, which is mwah yeah. for a kids' no, movie, and and it's mwah for a Stephen movie as well. Because I struggle, with, <laughs> I struggle to, I'm like, hey, I struggle to stay awake. I think anything after t- over two hours long needs to be justified. Um, certainly for a kids' movie, an hour and a half tops. Yeah, yeah. oh my god, too yeah. many kids' movies are too long. However. I do feel the pacing in this one is a little bit off. And it is. we could have done without some of the Ivan and Carlita. We could have done without maybe mm-hmm. the whole troll thing and made this a much bigger, more impressive set piece. But again, yeah. they're not they're not selling the... You, you put your finger on it earlier. They're not selling the play sets. Mm-hmm. They're selling the play sets. This becomes a much bigger pet set piece. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is... At most, this is about selling those dresses. Yeah. To to or selling the Barbie of Swan Lake. Um, and it 
outfit uh, to the, the yeah. doll yeah not outfit but the doll and it, it might be like you mentioned earlier like it might be that it's it's quite a complex narrative for children like it's mm. quite dark um and you know barbie fucking dies like she mm. fucking dies in this movie like mm. she's dead at one point like like what the fuck um you know because the the you know there's that wonderful line that from dogma where it's like the downside of being a martyr is that you have to die mm. if you're in swan lake you have to die now chances are if your ratings under 12 you're going to be resurrected at some point but you do have to die if you're in swan lake because that's that's what swan lake is <laughs> you got to die i'm afraid because otherwise there's no story um so maybe they were really trying to keep it light and they were really trying to just sort of rush through it to get to the wedding because they were a bit like this is too much for our audience this isn't the tone that we've set it's not like Watership Down where they open with fields of blood so by the time you get to the Black Rabbit of Inlay you're kind of prepped it's like we've done nothing but porcupine Russians and cute rotoscope ballet we can't now introduce death as a theme and (laughs) expect them to be okay with it so we've just got to really like skip to the end here um, and they do the sort of third act climax is all over and done within about seven minutes. Um, we go straight from the ball back to the forest. R- you think Rothbart's won? He shoots them both. They hold hands, and then the spell's broken. The end. <laughs> like <laughs> it's very quick. Yeah, it's um yes because they really loved each other. His his power was uh, negated because that's the mm. power of true love power of love it's a curious thing it's a curious make thing a that's man... exactly what i was going <laughs> make one man <laughs> laugh make another man sing <laughs> oh dear um, <laughs> this is why we're doing this podcast together <laughs> um but yeah so everything's sort of sorted quite quickly which is fine and then bless his little cotton socks Daniel turns to Odette and it's like uh, Odette I just really want to say that I'm sorry Um, I didn't love her I didn't know it was her Rothbart tricked me Um, I didn't realise it wasn't you because I actually really love you you're the one that I love Um, I'm really sorry I didn't mean to purge my undone life to Odile it was it was you all along that I was meant to love and it's like oh Daniel I know like it's <laughs> Didn't need to say that, mate, but well done. <laughs> thank you, though. Like, thank you for taking the time to apologise. Like, I love you. And he then he's say, like... He doesn't say, but, you know, can you still do that bird thing? Because I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, he, he does say, like, um, I love you. I would love to marry you, you know, if you'll have me. Now, Barbie doesn't respond to this. She just puts her head on his shoulder, which, you know, isn't a yes um but it's fine i it's very sweet it's like it's like oh daniel look at you we we know you know and like he easily could have been like it wasn't my fault like he tricked me (sighs) he could have been really angry about it or whatever but Mm. like he wasn't so we stand daniel yeah well done Um, daniel and then, yeah, the dad comes back at the wedding and we briefly refer to the fact that we work in a bakery again but the sister's not there. She Marie's run off on a horse. We don't know where she's horse. gone. <laughs> Could she's you turn into there. a swan and fly and find <laughs> your sister? Oh, no, none of this yeah. is going to happen. Oh. <laughs> 
we don't need the sister anymore. The dad's only here to make a joke about a wedding cake. And Carlita is like, oh, Ivan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're going to have fucking, they're fucking have porcupine skunk sex behind the bushes. <laughs> like, no quills. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he goes to join their, like, Tour de coupe or contre deux or whatever the fuck it's called in ballet. Yeah, so this is similar <laughs> to ballet. This is similar to to both the Nutcracker and um, Return of the Jedi, where we basically <laughs> have some kind of party dance scene at the end where everyone reflects on things and and stuff goes down. But at the same time, it's kind of nice. Again, remember the audience. This kids love this crap. Um, I'm yeah. I'm sure you know people will be. Kid, little kids will be dressing up and after watching this they'll, they'll say mummy mummy give me my barbie outfit or or, or, mm. or um ballet oh, outfit i want to feed the swans or something like that and then just dance along at the end here um I, I, i'm all right i'm all right with it it's it's you know it's not as dark as swan lake mm. it's 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 a happy ending and i think in the context of a barbie film that's absolutely fine yeah Except it does go really fucking dark at the very end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, shall I, are we ready to move on to this bit? Where somebody has decided to punish Rothbert by turning him into a cuckoo clock. Like, who? We don't know. It's got to be the Fairy Queen, right? Um, but it's, I think it's in the library. It's it is, in, it's like, in Erasmus's library. He's yeah. turned into a cuckoo clock. And he's looked after by Odile, who's now a maid, Yeah. for the rest of her natural-born days. Who has cast <laughs> this judgment on them? But being turned into a cuckoo clock, that's worse than being turned into a porcupine-human hybrid, or even a swan, yeah? With with elbow pads, yeah. Yeah, this, this sort of kind of goes to your... Um, your thing about Beauty and the Beast, yeah, where where mm. some people were turned into animate inanimate objects, um, that's that's horrible and dark and because he still has his. It's not like he's a wooden cuckoo clock. It's like in Buffy where she's trapped in the cheerleading statue. He still has full consciousness, yeah, and he can talk. And it's him. He's just trapped eternally. Like a... and it's played off as a joke. A deal's like. Why does nobody care that I'm allergic to dust? And then he comes out of the cuckoo clock and he goes, you. And then he goes back in and then he comes back <laughs> out again and he says, you think you've got problems. And you're like, <laughs> oh, but, God. But, but actually, he's been cursed to a eternity <laughs> of paraplegia stuck with Maggie Wheeler's voice. <laughs> Who um, will not outlive him. One she imagine, will grow old. One imagines not. I mean, is she trapped in there? Can she leave eventually? Is there is there a redemption path for a deal? Because she hasn't actually done an awful lot wrong, other than just be a bit jealous. And come on. And uh, it's a lot of her upbringing. You know, she's she was very Nat- spoiled. Na- nature versus could, nurture. Yeah. She, you know, she could learn the error of her ways and learn how to be kind and an upstanding member of society now that she's away from her father. Or she'll grow old as a maid and die one day in front of her father, who is eternally bound to the cuckoo clock. Is she going to take over from Erasmus when he unfortunately moved yeah. on? There Does are, she um, have like, you know, library training? There is. There's, there's another story here. 
and is she a fan of the Dewey Decimal System? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, 510.111? You gotta be kidding me. Oh dear! That doesn't me- belong in philosophy. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you, guys, it's high comedy you get here on this show. <laughs> Not many other people can do that. Library yeah. card comedy. Oh yeah, <laughs> love me some Dewey decimals. Um, <laughs> yeah, like maybe we'll find out more in Swan Lake Two Electric Boogaloo. The uh, one that we're riding. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I really do. When we do that and we got it kick-started, I do want that to be at least an extra feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the true story. Adele's redemption path. Redemption Yes. Path. Yeah. It's like the Kylo Ren story that we were sort of denied. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> we didn't have any more of that shit. But, um, <laughs> y- yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it, it felt more epic than the other two. The story felt bigger. The world felt bigger. I enjoyed it. We we do return to, to Kelly at the end, and she, she's fine. I feel like we spend the least amount of time in the outward structure and the most amount of time in the story of the, the world of the story, um, which is, again, really good because that's what we're here yeah. for. We're here for the fantasy dresses yeah. and not Barbie's and camp outfit. Kelly Shelley says, yep. Yeah. I understand that story. I'll participate in the race in case you lock me in a cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not what she says. But she, you know, I'm not entirely sure that the film succeeds with the moral about anything to do with Barbie's braveness whatsoever. Yeah, I uh, was about to say that. The sort of theme of her overcoming her cowardly, unadventurous lifestyle is not you know, the minute she's given a real challenge, she dies. Mm. Or she's, like, unconscious. And then she's sort of brought round. And then she's killed. And then she's brought round. And then she's married. And it's sort of like... Yeah. Mm, you weren't, You didn't really have any... That, that's a better old, moral like... for a quest-based story, which it never becomes. Mm. Um, I think that the, the, there might have been a better way to... To bookend this with some kind of Kelly Shelley, I'm I'm all right with this as a as a device. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think it, it it makes them consistent. It makes them work together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not it's not as successful as maybe it was in the previous two. Yeah, just because it's the theme of Swan Lake is a little bit unsuccessful, so it's harder then to tie in the overall structural theme as well. Absolutely, and I think that's yeah. because the story is quite dark and adult, and they didn't quite know what to do with it. And I can imagine there would have been a few people on the board that were like pushing for a more darker version, and then others that didn't want that and it doesn't feel tonally messed up it feels like they they did make a decision and they stuck to it um i think it's a shame i think it could have been a bit darker but you know it is a barbie movie from the early 2000s we're in a post 9 11 world i don't think they wanted to give the children um i I, I don't think any barbie movie (laughs) is going to give us any real form of darkness other than (laughs) other than the shit that we're reading into it and you know this film is full of darkness but none of it's around barbie Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a dark ending. There's those weird animal whip thing, elf people. Um, there's yeah. the missing sister. There's there's how did a <laughs> death, how did Odile even exist? 
Um, yeah. So there is a lot of darkness around the edges, but you know, it uses it uses aspects of the Swan Lake story to tell something a bit more. F- I mean, obviously, as we know, fairy tales used to be fucking dark, and mm-hmm. we, we have over the centuries, even before Disney, we yeah. have. We have neutered them, them, tampered with them to tell the con. The ha- very few fairy stories or folk tales have happy endings, mm-hmm. and the same is true of, of Swan Lake, even though it's a, it's a much more modern thing. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I'm I'm all right with this. In the in the it's it's, it's a Barbie film, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't need Barbie to die at the end of the Barbie film. Yeah, it's cool. You don't need to stay mm. dead, Barbie. You're you're okay. You're okay, but it's good. But, it, but if it gets somebody interested enough to go and follow up and find out about it later yeah. in life, I, th- I think I'm all right with that. Yeah, definitely. It's a good introduction, like the others have all been. A good introduction to a good solid tale, um, and, and a fun, decent movie. And I've got to be honest with you, I think it's my favourite so far. I think the same. I know, I know, I know. You know, we, I think we both really enjoyed Rapunzel. Despite mm. itself, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think there's so much going on outside of just the Barbie character. I really like yeah. Lila. We didn't spend enough time on Lila, but I really no. like her. I really like the general story. I mean, it's got holes aside, and you can run a Sherman tank through it. But yeah, <laughs> but it's really in. It, you know, it it it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. It could. It, mm. I can't believe I'm saying this. It could do with being ten minutes longer. Yeah, it can. Um, I think, I think, or, or or some more judicious editing earlier on. There will be mm-hmm. moments in there that any six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old will remember. Whether it's Ivan's funny joke, or um, or the animal, you know, people turning into animals and animal turning into people. Whether it's Barbie's mm-hmm. resurrection, whether it's um, Maggie Wheeler's voice. Yeah, there will be something yeah. there that they will remember. This is the most rem- This is the most memorable one so far. And even though yeah. I have just spent an hour picking holes in it and laughing at it, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I, I'm yeah. really excited to talk to you about this today. Uh, it's, yeah. in my, it's not in my top hundred films ever. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but if I was so far of the four four you know four or five films that we've talked about, mm-hmm. this would be the one I'd hand to somebody and say this yeah. is this is why we're doing this. Yeah. This Definitely. Is... I think it's a really it's it stands up as a movie. It it was really fun to watch. I you know, there's been movies in my life that I've been like all the way through and like the Barbie movies a were never one of them. And especially this one, I was actually like having a really good time watching it. All in all, it's the best package so far. I was surprised. Yeah. I, I thought Rapunzel was going to be a hard one to beat. But this mm. takes the things that they did in Rapunzel with all the little extra characters and things like that. And also, yeah, mm. let's put ourselves in the minds of, of the target audience. This Absolutely. is um, this is, this is is the one that would make me want to go and get a doll. It literally, like, th- just looking at the two front covers of the DVDs, um, the dress of Swan Lake, I was like, this mm. movie's going to be a better movie because that dress is amazing. <laughs> Whereas Rapunzel's dress is, is, is fairly a, a generic princessy dress, which is not a bad thing. But um, this one was really gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, I'm shooting it straight to number one. Do you agree? Uh, number one, with a bullet, with a unicorn horn. Go. Yeah. 
So that means we're bumping down Rapunzel to number two, Nutcracker to number three, and Barbie and the Rockers is still here in the top five at number four. So on, it, on its way to thirty-six. That was, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was our uh, three colours Barbie trilogy, um, directed by the same guy, obviously, and they're they're currently in the top three spaces. So we'll see what happens going forward as to whether they can keep them or. If they're going to be boosted out. Or they're going to be split up. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm mildly intrigued. <laughs> 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 Don't hold back. You know me. Can't 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 lay all my cards on this is my this is my poker podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So that was a good chat, Emily. Um where else can people get in touch with us? Well, uh, Inner Barbie World is obviously found on the Why This Film platform, which is across all podcasting platforms. Double platform, always good. And um, are we on Facebook? We are on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. Are we on Instagram? We're on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast. And how about the Twitter? We are on the Twitter at Why This Film Pod. Any other way they can support the show? Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and support us from as little as £3 a month. Woohoo! And if you're really old fashioned like me, you can um, get your Barbie opinions over to us on email at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail.com. 